Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Evelyn's storming ahead of you, and... She's muttering to herself, and you can hear her using some very unladylike language as she's doing so. You may never have heard her swear before, but she is swearing like a sailor at the moment. Mary, what is a cunt? <laughs> um, um, I'm going to lean in, put my hands on both of her shoulders and say, let's just say you have one and move along. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, do I? Where? <laughs> I don't have time to explain. <laughs> Just assume that if you dislike someone, you can say it to their face. I rarely dislike anyone. <laughs> I have one, but I can call another person. Oh, right. <laughs> Just kind of puzzling through that as they continue after Evelyn. <laughs> I'm going to die with two people <laughs> who don't know what the word cunt means. <laughs> uh, I found a Wollstonecraft quote that might fit, that Mary's kind of like mumbling her to herself to deal with Evelyn's rude words. I wish to persuade women to endeavour to acquire strength of mind and body, to convince them that the soft phrases, susceptibility of heart, delicacy of sentiment and refinement of taste are almost synonymous with epithets of weakness, and that those beings are only the objects of pity, and that kind of love, which has been termed its sister, will soon become objects of contempt. So that's her way of, <laughs> that's her way of trying to justify hearing all these horrible words. That was beautiful, Mary. You can memorise that, Mary, and you don't know what the word cunt means. <laughs> really distracted and we lost Evelyn. <laughs> Where did she go? <laughs> you can see that Evelyn is going back to her room. She's gone out of the main building again. Her room is one of the ones nearest the residential wing. She basically storms into the room and then slams the door behind her. Can I press my ear up against that door? You can hear... First of all, just her muttering, and then you can hear the sound of what sounds like furniture being moved. Mm. I have to say, I know from experience, when you knock on the door, no matter how many times, she does not answer. Sometimes she will shout through the door. She's moving something in there. Furniture or something. Perhaps she just wants to do some kind of a dysfunctue exist at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but probably not in Yorkshire. <laughs> she might just be having a tantrum. Maybe. As you say that, you can hear the sound of something heavy thumping, crashing against the wall. Mm, that's not right. Oh, damn it, I'm going to start knocking again. And she's like, Evelyn, Evelyn. Evelyn? There's no response. Hmm. Maybe asking her isn't the right way. Maybe not. When she comes out of her room again, perhaps we can do a little bit of investigation ourselves. You'll know by being residents here that while these doors do have locks on them, they are centrally controlled and the residents can't control the locks on their doors. Only the nurses can. Oh, can I just open the door then? You absolutely can, yeah. Oh, I'm going to open the door and go, Myra, that's rude. Oh, Myra. <laughs> <laughs> and just say, Evelyn, darling, you're making a racket and you just stormed away without, and I don't know if I continue or... <laughs> yeah, you get that far and you can see that Evelyn is red in the face at the moment from exertion as well as anger. She's basically turned her bed on its side and the bottom of it is exposed. She's managed to get hold of some tools from somewhere and she's busy with a pair of snips, snipping some of the springs on her bed and unravelling them. And she looks around at you and says, you shouldn't be in here, it's, it's dangerous. Well, you, you shouldn't be tearing apart your bed, especially after what's happened this morning. What, what are you doing? Ruth is going to pull Moira and Mary in the room and close the door behind them mm -hmm. to kind of like just like obfuscate what's going on in here. No, no, no. I, 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 I have to I have to finish this. I have to finish this because it's clear it's clear that that cave is, is stealing my work. I, I, I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen. I, I never should have shared my ideas with him. Now, now, Evelyn, now, now. Calm down, darling. Look, we just want to help. Here's the thing. We really like you. We think you're incredibly intelligent. Uh, you know, you're one of the w most intelligent women we know. And we all just really want to be a part of whatever this is. So if you would just tell us and let us help you. I mean, whatever you're ripping apart, we all have hands. We can all help you with it. We just need to know what's going on. 
And also theft is a sin, and if Dr Cave has, has taken something from you, then we would like to help you get it back. Absolutely. In the name of women everywhere? Exactly. Yes. Yes, you get it! She's like turning to Moira and Ruth. I'm just going to give her a look as if to say, shut up. <laughs> Not now. She looks at you all and says, I don't know where to start with the the, the base flattery. The, as clumsy as it is, I suppose it might be well-intentioned, and but the, the office of help, yes, yes, I, I, that, that is all very touching. And yes, you do indeed have hands, but I'm more concerned by the brains that are connected to them. And uh, honestly, I, 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 I just need to be left to work in peace. The sooner I can do this and... If I can, yes, if I can make this work, maybe you can help me. Uh, I, I may not be, even, even if I, if I work flat out for the day, it, it, it will probably be nightfall by the time I'm finished at the earliest, even if everything goes to plan. But yes, I, maybe, maybe one of you can, can help me then. Yes, yes, I, I will need I, I, I will need a, a test subject. Uh, excuse me, hang on one second, dear. A test subject? Yes, she says. And with that, she starts pulling something else out from under the the mattress. And you can see that it's a, a length of, of copper. It's got some kind of connector on it. She pulls a chair out and stands on it and she's in one of the rooms now that has been electrified and she reaches up and she pulls the bulb out of the socket and starts trying to attach this wire and so yes yes this will do this will do this will do evelyn please just explain to us what's happening first just so that if if Dr. Cave is involved... <laughs> Even if I had time to explain it, you would not understand. Your role in helping me will be a, a different one. You, you can come back this evening and you can help me in earnest then. But for the time being, you are not being a help. You are being an active hindrance and uh, uh, j just shoo, all right? Shoo. Ruth... Her posture has changed. There's like a tension that's kind of come and in, been introduced into into her body. And she's more still than she usually is. She's looking Evelyn kind of dead in the eye. And I think she says, Now listen here. If there is some deficit in our minds, it is because we have been kept in the dark. It is because people refuse to tell us, to educate us. If we are such a hindrance, then perhaps we could rectify that situation by being given more information. Perhaps a little bit of trust and, and faith is what is called for here. I'm going to give you an impressed and proud look. <laughs> and then you could give me either a persuade or an intimidate role if you want. I feel like persuade is... She's not trying to scare this woman. She's trying to, like, reason with her. Sorry, just before we do the role, um, I found another Mary quote. <laughs> exactly. Strengthen the female mind by enlarging it and there will be an end to blind obedience. Ruth doesn't turn around, but is like pointing at Mary. Mm. <laughs> you see? <laughs> I got a regular success on the Persuade. Yes, all right. I, I, I'll try to explain in the basest possible terms, but you, you are aware of how all consciousness, all human thought is merely a series of electrical impulses, right? If we start on that as the basis, then you, you must realise that while these electrical impulses are rooted within the human mind, that they are not necessarily of the human mind, and that with the, the correct electrical apparatus, then it is possible to, to, to extract those electrical impulses and to free them from the bondage of flesh and allow them to exist in the full dimensionality of the cosmos. I'm sorry, just so I understand you correctly, you believe that by messing around with electricity, you can take your brain and make it fly around in space like some sort of strange, electric, non-flesh ghost. 
Yes, sort of, but it's it's not quite like that, and and it's not space I'm interested in, is it? Well, I suppose it is space. It depends on on whether you view the the fourth dimension as being a a, a physical or a temporal one. What what is the to what end would you extract these these impulses? What would be the practical application? Because untethered to this this mortal flesh the 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 human mind would then be free to explore and and free to that's what he's doing you you, you must you you must find out what dr cave is doing because if yes if i'm right he the, the poor man probably has nothing but good intentions but if he does not understand what he is doing then Yes, of course he's going to he's going to end up doing a lot more harm than good, isn't he? Of course he is. Evelyn, we will help you after you've told us what your theory is. What is he trying to do? I I just have. I just have Mary's been looking quite starstruck so far by the idea of it, and then she kind of turns and says, So you're saying that that we could escape the shackles of our earthly bodies and and the, the pressures put upon us by the patriarchal powers that be, that, that make us only only see in terms of our, our beauty as our worth, and, and we could just be free of that and be pure thought and, and reason, and that we could do that? No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all, you silly girl. <laughs> if this is some sort of attempt to remove the thoughts that, that brought us to Blackshade... No, 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 no. It's it's nothing like that. It's... You must explain, please, Evelyn. We we could stand here guessing all day, but if you just tell us... Right, right. I think I've got it. Girls. Now, she called you an idiot. She's obviously an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. She's gotten completely cuckoo. She's insane. She has no idea what she's talking about. She's seen an electric light and she's so old, it zapped her brain. That's what's happened. Helping or hurting, Moira. Helping or hurting. (laughs) Here's the thing, right? I don't believe for one second that Dr Cave has experimented on... Hang on a second... Are you saying that that bastard experimented on Anna Hackwood to try and make her into some sort of electric space ghost? No, no, I'm not saying anything of the sort. I'm saying that you must know from your own sessions with Dr Cave that his his primary interest, he is well-intentioned, isn't he? He is primary interest, is, is helping the women here, that he... How do you know that? Because I, I've spoken to him, I've spoken to him a number of times. He, he is an egotist and a bore, and 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 not anywhere near as clever as he thinks he is. But his heart is in the right place, even if his brain is suspect. But his intentions, his intentions, yes, his intentions. I think this is what you have to try to find out. I, I, I can make suppositions as to the way that he might be able to use this, but I, 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 I just be guessing, and I don't like guessing. I like working with with hard data. You, you have to find me data. You have to find out what precisely it is that he's doing. I, if, if he is looking at using this, this technology, this this ability. In uh, in a clinical sense, in a therapeutic sense, then how would it be therapeutic? Well, that, that's that's what I need to find out. I, mean, I, I I I could make any number of guesses, most of which would be stupid or ill-informed, or uh, and 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 I don't want to be ill-informed. Inform me. Go go get me information. I'm going to hold my hands up. Very well. Fine. We'll inform you. We'll find it out, won't we, girls? Yes. However, we are not doing the test subject thing with anybody here. No, certainly not. And we're not girls, we are women. Fine, women! (laughs) We are adult subjects. Yes, yes, whatever, whatever. Quick question. Are there any particularly abusive porters? Mean ones? Oh, yeah. Ooh, what's the name of the one that was talking about meeting out justice? 
Oh, yeah. Ooh, good point. That was Frederick. Ooh. Frederick Terrell. Evelyn, might Frederick make a decent subject for your experiment? (laughs) (sighs) I suppose so, but you have to understand that if this works according to plan... We would be placing entirely too much power in his hands. I, I would much rather the test subject be someone we can trust, but, well... Ah. Very well, considering I think it's absolutely complete and utter poppycock, I volunteer. Moira. Very good. Well, I want neither of you to accidentally explode when she plugs you into some sort of power socket, so why not me? But you'll contend with your own explosion? Well... <laughs> Darling, I've lived a long time. I'm fine with it. And also, it's not going to work. She's completely batshit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but you might get electrocuted. That's very bad. Well, consider it an experience. A death experience? I don't think I'll die. (laughs) I don't know much about electricity. That seems reasonable. They wouldn't put it in our rooms if it was something deadly, right? <laughs> no, I mean, if you could just stick your finger in it and, and just explode, I mean, what, what, what a silly thing to put into the walls. Seems irresponsible, yes. Yeah, you've heard people talk about electricity, it's therapeutic uses. There's mesmerists, they do interesting stuff with animal magnetism. I mean, what, what is electricity but a form of animal magnetism, right? <laughs> they use it to heal us. It must be safe. In which case, I would rather you two not end up getting, you know... I mean, if it's a slight injury, let's be honest. Like, I'd rather you two be safe. And quite frankly, I don't think it's going to work. Let's humour her and also find out why Dr Cave really hurt Anna. Yes. Not this space ghost theory. (laughs) Mary's just still desperately trying to wrap her head around it, but... Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Evelyn, we'll be back in the evening, I suppose. Yes, 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 yes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I I need to work. Back out slowly Mm. and (laughs) don't turn your back on her. (laughs) Are there any notebooks lying around in her room? Are there any, like, papers or anything? Oh, yeah. Is there one kind of near the door or, like, within non-obvious reach that could be pilfered? Yeah. (laughs) If you want to give me a sleight of hand roll, I'll give you a bonus die on it, because she is distracted. Okay. Oh, wow. So, uh, 29 under 30. Regular success. Oh, wow. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, yes, you can just ever so delicately pick up one of Evelyn's notebooks on the way out. And then, however she's positioning her body, just kind of, like, holds it so it's out of sight of Evelyn. And with that, you leave Evelyn to her work. What are you doing now? I suppose we need to find a way to get to Dr. Cave. Yes. I wonder how Anna got all those appointments and why. Was there something different about her? She she was very quiet. And also, I'm so sorry, I know that it's, it's, it is a sin, it is evil, um, uh... She'll show both of them, but she'll hand Moira the notebook, the journal. I, I, I took this from Evelyn. Ruth! I know. I, it's, it's wrong. Uh, please, please take this. Please take this from me. No, no. No, no, darling. That's not wrong. That's genius. And I'm just going to take the notebook <laughs> and start flicking through it. <laughs> Evelyn's notes. What does it, it say? What does it say? Mary's kind of like nosing in at your shoulder. I'm kind of <laughs> looking to see if there's anything particularly catches my eye diagrams or anything flicking through it it's a bit difficult to read because her handwriting for a start is dreadful and a lot of this is just scribbled is written very much for her to follow and it's a mixture of some fairly terse notes in this terrible handwriting there's a lot of what looks like mathematical equations and notations And there are quite a lot of diagrams. It takes you a while, perhaps, to realise that they are diagrams, because some of them look more like doodles. They're just strange networks of these curved lines. 
But it isn't until you you realise the similarity between some of the curves you can see there and the bit of wire that you retrieved from Anna's room that it perhaps clicks that these are diagrams of some kind. Well, it looks like she's going to be contorting a lot of copper into weird shapes. Do we see the word death or <laughs> <laughs> grievous bodily harm next to any of these diagrams? <laughs> no, most of it seems to be, like I said, mathematical computation. There are a few asides, as far as you can tell, perhaps on the nature of human consciousness. I'll tell you what, if you want to try to get anything useful out of this, let's have a read English roll, because it is not an easy document to read. I feel like we're all crowded around this, just looking at... <laughs> I got 52 over 70, so I succeeded. 92 over 74, so nothing. <laughs> I'm guessing what these roles mean is at some point Moira just snatches the book out of <laughs> everyone else's hands and starts leaving through it. No, no, but I was just... <laughs> <laughs> and you do start perhaps piecing some of it together. Yes, there is a lot of stuff about consciousness and what she was talking about, but there is also a lot of stuff about the dimensionality of space and time and how she very much understands time to be a physical fourth dimension, you think she's perhaps hinting at the idea that if you can separate the human consciousness from the brain, then it would be free to move through time as well as space. Like I said, darlings, absolutely do lally. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think we have much to worry about. I think she thinks herself an amateur physicist, and I'm just going to snap the book shut. <laughs> it is only that Anna's behaviour and her physical appearance, I don't feel as though I have an explanation for either of those, and so the, the existence of other things for which I do not have an explanation is suddenly far more plausible. Yes, vampires. No, no vampires. There are no vampires. <laughs> Here's my explanation. This woman is insane. And also, Dr. Cave is probably not as nice and wonderful as he presents himself to be. He's taking advantage of a young girl and he's entirely screwed her over. She's gone doolally and bitten someone's face off because, quite frankly, horrible things have probably happened to her. Now we need to find out what Dr. Cave is doing and either we stop him or... Give Evelyn her nonsense so she can continue rambling for the rest of her life. But quite frankly, darlings, vampires, whatever this nonsense is, no, there's a perfectly reasonable explanation. We just need to go find it before she electrocutes herself. And I don't know, Dr. Cave takes another one out. All right. Hmm. It seems our, our path is clear. And, and what is screwed over? What is the... <laughs> <laughs> Done wrong by. Ah. Yes. Mm. Yes? Yes. All right. Mary looks pleased that she got one. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth is just so impressed with Moira and Mary. Right, right. You both seem to have a, a stronger sense of what is happening, so um, uh, lead on. Well, leading on would be ideal, and I'll look either way down the corridor, except I'm not quite sure where we're leading on to. We need to get to Dr. Cave. Now, do either of you know about horrible illnesses and how they might manifest? <laughs> hmm. Uh, hysteria? I could try to punch someone. Do you know what? I have no... Yes, fine. <laughs> except no. No, because then the porters will smack you with a truncheon. We need something that's not going to get you beaten. Yes. Hmm. How do you fake dysentery? <laughs> <laughs> I could proselytise about the words of, of Mary to the entire room at lunch. They do not like it when I do that. Yes, but they'll likely just lock you in a room and take away your books. Not again. Well, given the circumstances of this morning, it feels as though... If we were to have hysteria related to seeing that horrific set of events, 
perhaps that would warrant um counselling? Do we have access to the kitchens? Not the kitchens, no. You have access to a number of common rooms, including the library. There's the dining room. There's a a large sort of activities come drawing room where you occasionally have guest lecturers come in or painting classes or on Sundays you have sermons given to you by the local vicar. But no, you don't have access to the kitchens, those are staff only. You do have access to the gardens and you might be able to find a way to get into the kitchen from the gardens, but you're not supposed to go into the kitchens. Mm. Damn it. Okay. My idea is out. <laughs> My thought is that we I don't think any one of us should go alone. So perhaps we could have some kind of group hysteria or hallucination or something. <laughs> or <laughs> something that means that we'd all get landed in the office. Moira has this look on her face. She's just then has to blink herself awake. He's like, "Yes, a group event, a group, a group event." Uh, no, um, yes, the, the, the three of us, a threesome. <laughs> yes, yes, the three of us, indeed. I, well, anyway, um, <laughs> I have an idea that doesn't involve any of us doing anything untoward at all. How about public nudity? Excuse me. You know, strip, run around naked. That's insane. Uh, yes. I mean, you're not saying no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we should shout things about vampires and, and things. I'll take your sudden silence to no. <laughs> mm. We'll put that on the list of ideas, but perhaps we should workshop this a bit more. Without the nudity, we could still be screaming about vampires or something and werewolves or fiends, demons, and talk about Anna and all, or be very upset and perhaps they'll want to speak to us. Yes, the, the porters do seem to hate it when we cry. Uh, I think we could do crying. Crying could work, although... Mm. Wailing, wailing. Wailing. Uh, yes. Moaning. S screaming about vampires and, and demons as well. I like the werewolf edition. I feel I feel they were adding to our repertoire. I have a good caterwaul. Hmm. Perfect. What about wendigos? Would you think that they think that they would throw us in there if we start talking about wendigos? What is a wendigo? Do I have one of those as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we have two of those. Ah. Ah. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Ruth's worldview is shifting. <laughs> ah. <laughs> If you're having this conversation in a public place, this may actually have the effect that you want. <laughs> We're just like furiously whispering to each other, like agitated, getting increasingly agitated. No, no, no. We should talk the most about vampires because it was most it was most like a vampire attack. And Mary's actually getting like really het up about it now. Mary, 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 mate, listen. Well, no, actually, the more that you think about it, it actually does sound more like a werewolf because it, the whole ripping and the, the, the teeth and the... I mean, I don't believe in werewolves, not one bit, but actually, if you're thinking of vampires or werewolves, I would pick werewolves over the vampire. It's sounding to me that both of you get on my ass all the time about demons, but obviously demons are the most plausible explanation. She said ass. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a sign of the cross. On the <laughs> Ruth, you knew a word! Now, I am incredibly proud of you for your new vernacular, Ruth, but honestly, demons don't exist. Now, werewolves, on the other hand. I swear by my cunt, it was demons. So you'll take <laughs> werewolves, but you won't take vampires or demons. Werewolves are possibly plausible. Have you never heard of a... I mean, come on, that makes sense. <laughs> Scott, surely... I was just looking for an opportunity to come in at some stage, but uh, I, I didn't want to be rude and interrupt. So <laughs> I think at this stage, yes, the matron, Nurse Hargast, comes over and says, is everything all right, ladies? You... Seem agitated. Of course we're agitated. This entire place is infested with both werewolves, vampires, and demons. And demons. Please do not forget the demons. Okay, there are no demons, but there's definitely a werewolf. <sighs> she sighs. It's terrifying. What if we get turned too? 
if she thinks for a moment and says, I, I have the perfect preventative agent to protect you against such things. You do? Would he care to come with me? I think Mary's just kind of looking at Ruth and Moira like, this is not how I was expecting this to go. <laughs> we need to go, guys. We need to get in there. So just play along. She starts leading you over towards her office, which is next door to Dr. Cave's one. And she says, come in, ladies, come in. I'm assuming that Ruth has been sedated before. And so it might be uh, slightly suspicious of like <laughs> where this is going. And I think that she'll say, uh, Nurse Hargrass, I, I'm so sorry that we caused a disturbance. I, it is only that these, um, these events have been difficult to, to, to deal with. And we simply needed to, to talk it out with each other. And we got carried away. But perhaps talking about it further with someone else would be helpful. Yes, with someone learned. Somebody who perhaps is medically trained. Girls, we are subtle as hell. <laughs> I have fast talk. Can we fast talk this? <laughs> yeah, I think this does sound like fast talk. Okay. Mary is just being earnest. <laughs> so Moira's fast talk is 70. So we're rolling 79. I'm spending luck to make that a success. <laughs> hell yeah. Nice. So Miss Hargast looks thoughtful for a moment, and you can see that she was reaching up to the cabinet where she keeps the laudanum, and then she she sighs and <laughs> looks around at you and says, "I, I suppose I, I let me just see if if Doctor Cave has time to speak to any of you today. He is a bit busy, you understand, with the the, the situation from earlier." I think he has just about finished dealing with poor Thomas's wounds. Um, but it has been a trying day. I mean, it's been a trying day for us. I mean, I was there holding my hands to his neck. It was ripped open. It was disgusting. It was abhorrent. It was so sticky. And Moira has like a moment where she she's obviously like fast talking. But then she has a moment where actually, no, this really did happen. <laughs> really did see it she sort of just stops and has like a moment of oh shit as miss hargas looks at you and sees that distress yes all right dear yes give give me just a moment come wait outside she says and lashes you out of her office and locks the door and then she knocks on the door to dr cave's office and heads in and shuts the door behind her okay we we might have an appointment. What's our plan? Moira still looks a little bit glassy-eyed off into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Moira? Moira? She waves in your face. <laughs> sorry, I was just remembering... Strawberry sauce. Oh, sorry, what were you talking about? <laughs> the plan. Once we get into Dr Cave's office, what are we going to do? Grand larceny, of course. Yes. While you're having this conversation... You could each give me spot-hidden rolls to see if you notice something. Okay. At the threat of being sedated, which she does not like, uh, I think Ruth is heightened, and I did roll an extreme success with a three. Nice. I got nothing. I see nothing as well. So, perhaps while Moira and Mary are having this fairly intense conversation, Ruth just looks off into the distance and you can see in the garden that there are a couple of the the porters who are carrying shovels and are heading out into the garden. And you know from where they're heading that there is a little corner of the garden just round the corner, which is used as a little graveyard for those people who die at Blackshade who don't have any families to claim them. They are buried on the, the premises. Ruth will nudge both Moira and Mary. Look, do you think that's why she was chosen? Because there's no one that would ask after her. She really had no one. The more I hear about this girl, the more tragic she sounds. She never said why she came here. Well, in that case, we are her only family, and it is our duty to find out what's going on for her. Don't you think, girls? 
Women. Women. Yes. Women. <laughs> and as you correct yourself, the door to Dr. Cave's office opens and there's the matron standing there. And she looks round at the three of you and says, uh, Right, yes, uh, Dr. Cave will make time to see you. Who's in most urgent need? At the risk of metagaming, who has the best ability to steal shit? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Ruth is pretty good. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I, I think we're all in, in urgent need and, and yes. all witnessed the same horrific incident. Yes, but Dr Cave has his ways. He'll see one of you um, now. Who will it be? She looks at Moira and says, Mrs Westfield, do you seem to be especially distressed? Yes, quite. Very, very much so. I suppose I shall go. <laughs> come in, come in, and I'll call for the other two of you later. Thank you. Oh, okay, thank, thank you. And she leads Moira into Dr. Cave's office. You've got this. You've got this. <laughs> I'll try not to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that out loud. I'll just say it with my eyes. <laughs> oh, we know that look. So you're in Dr. Cave's consulting room, and you know from previous experience that there are a couple of doors from from this room, one of which goes through to his surgery, where he mostly just tends to wounds and injuries, but he has performed a, a few operations there. There's another door which you've never been through. In this room, there's a big desk, a big oaken desk, that's got some papers on it at the moment, a few folders. Oh, not, not folders, a few ledgers. And there's a wooden cabinet next to it, there, of course, is a big fuck-off phrenology head on the table, <laughs> because science. Dr. Cave isn't in here at the moment. Miss Hargast looks at you and says, Just sit yourself down, Mrs. Westfield, and Dr. Cave will be through in a moment. She looks over at the, the surgery. Just wait here. I'll be back soon, she says. Thank you, matron. And she heads outside and leaves you alone in Dot Cave's office. Yay! It's like a sweet shop. <laughs> I'm going to look at his desk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There are a few leather-bound books. Oh, not, not books. Uh, folders, I suppose, that have got loose sheets of paper in them on his desk. One of them, you can tell, there's a little label that's tucked into the front of it that just says Anna Hackwood. There is another one that is unlabeled. And then there's one that's got your name on it. Oh, brilliant. Okay, um, I think the first thing that I'll do is I'll just quickly have a look at the Anna Hackwood one. As tempting as it is. <laughs> if you're trying to read this quickly or scan through it quickly, then give me a read English role or own language role. So I have 70 and I got a three. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> cover to cover. Extreme. <laughs> so, yes, you managed to skim through this pretty quickly and you can pick out a few pertinent details. It seems that Anna is an orphan. She's been very withdrawn since the death of her parents in a carriage accident some time back. There isn't any immediate family, but there is money and an extended family who decided that it would be worth sending her here to see whether... They could get her out of the withdrawn state that she's been in since the death of her parents. There's some notes from Dr. Cave about how Anna holds herself personally responsible 
for this accident, or at least feels a great degree of guilt and feels like she could have prevented it. There's an odd little note about in the margin that just sort of says ideal test subject. Then there are more cryptic notes over the course of the next few weeks that talk about some experimental therapy that he's been putting her through. He refers to it as regression therapy or at different places, remediation. He talks about the frustration that he's having getting her to participate actively in the therapy, talking about how she's been afraid to and to really engage with it. And then the latest entry, which seems to be from today, talks about how last night's session was exceptional. He's still trying to make sense of what happened. He's wondering whether she has a, had a breakthrough or not, or whether something has gone terribly wrong. There is no conclusion given to this. He hopes that future sessions will help set her on the right path. There is no note in this of her being dead. Okay. Can I take, like, the back page? The last page? Hmm. I don't really have any pockets in my dresser because we don't do that, apparently. And I'm just going <laughs> to stick it down my, like... <laughs> Down the top. <laughs> yes. And then do I have time to flip through the Moira folder? Yes, if that's one you're going for. Mm. There's just some biographical information about you, some notes about the sessions that he's had with you in the past. He does seem very focused on the incident that led to you going to Blackshade, not in a prurient way. There's a little note that sort of says, turning point, question mark, possible target for remediation. Oh, great. <laughs> um, okay, I'll close that one. By the way, can you give me a listen roll? <gasps> yes, that's a good idea, considering I'm snooping. <laughs> what is my listen? 30, and I rolled... 53. Oh, don't want to spend 23 luck. I don't know, do you? How much luck you got? I have enough. It'll take me down to 14. Pray we don't get any group luck rolls. I'd give you the opportunity to push the roll if you wanted. Oh, how do you push a listen roll, I guess? I'm assuming that you are listening out for Dr. Cave returning because you don't want to get caught in the act. No. So maybe that could involve you listening at the the surgery door or something like that. Yeah, I suppose I'm holding the folder whilst also like pressed up against the door, almost like flicking through and listening. So would that be a pushable role? I'd say so. If I push it and I fail... (laughs) Then interesting things will happen. Okay, interesting things it is. Go, dice. Oh, 40. I failed. (laughs) Ah. So what happens is you do actually hear through the door, and initially you hear nothing in the, the surgery. Then you hear another door within the surgery open and the sound of footsteps but you also hear off in the distance a very strange sound a howling sound an inhuman sound a sound you feel in your bones oh good lord (laughs) as you hear this you have no idea what could have made a sound like that. It doesn't sound human. It doesn't sound animalistic. It doesn't sound like anything that belongs on this earth at all. And it sounds predatory. It sounds dangerous. It sounds angry. And I would like a sand roll. Of course you would. Actually, no, no, sorry. I'm doing this wrong, aren't I? Because you failed a push roll. Oh, shit. I can just inflict sand damage. Oh, damn it. (laughs) 
Why do you do this to me, man? <laughs> and you lose five points of San. Great, okay. For the sheer understanding of hearing that and realising that this is something that should not be. Oh, great. Give me an intelligence roll now. Ah, lovely. Okay. Uh, right, so my intelligence is 70. Let's have a little roll. 22. Oh. So, pretty good. Okay. So, you are having a bout of madness. For a start, you get five points of Cthulhu Mythos. Ooh. I think for the bout of madness, <laughs> you have to... You have to find out what's making this sound, don't you? Which direction is it? You heard it when that other door opened within the surgery. It's coming from beyond. It's coming from... It's coming from underneath you. Oh. Uh, okay, well, I can't go through the floor, so surely I'm going to have to go through the doors to get to the sound, but I don't want to go unarmed, so I'm going to pick up the head. (laughs) (laughs) The phrenology head, fantastic. I'm guessing that's sizable and heavy. Yeah, I'm going to pick that up. I'm going to hold it by the neck and I'm going to go through the surgery door and I'm going to find out where this noise is coming from. Ah, the only use for a phonology head. (laughs) And there, standing before you in the surgery, looking very surprised as you come in, is Dr. Cave. He's looking quite shaken and ashen already. He was staring down this open doorway and you can see a flight of stairs going down this doorway within the surgery. And he looks round at you in absolute shock as he realises someone's there. You will have a chance for a surprise attack if you wanted to bash him with a phrenology head. <gasps> um, I suppose, how into the insanity am I? Am I capable of, of kind of thought speech? Or is it this very much an instinct where I need to get to whatever this is and this man is in my way? I think that's fair, yeah. I'm going to smack him with the phrenology head. (laughs) Fantastic. In which case, because it's a surprise attack, as long as you don't fumble, it's going to succeed. Ha! Okay. Shit. Don't fumble. 33 and my fighting brawl is surprisingly good, if I remember rightly. (laughs) 50 is my fighting brawl, so... It's just a regular success. In which case, I'm going to say that because he caught him by surprise and smacked him with his big phrenology head, you have stunned him. You've knocked him out. He falls heavily to the ground, his head glancing off the table and lands on the ground. There's a bit of blood and he's just lying there on the ground groaning. Excuse me, doctor. And I'm just going to step over him and head downstairs. (laughs) So, meanwhile, the other two of you outside... You could each give me listen rolls to see how much of this chaos you just picked up on. Uh, sure. Oh my god, do we wanna? Jeez. <laughs> Join me. <laughs> For once, I just don't have anything in listen or spot hidden, really, which is usually my two go-tos in terms of stats, but... Too busy thinking about Mary Wollstonecraft. <laughs> Late of all. Yeah, no, I hear nothing. Nothing at all. I'm just whispering Mary quotes to myself. <laughs> Keep my chair up. Ruth has also failed. So you're both completely oblivious to all this. Fantastic. (laughs) Great, okay. Then Moira is on her own. (laughs) Bye, Moira. I had fun. (laughs) What are the two of you doing left to your own devices then, waiting outside Dr. Cave's office? Are you just waiting there patiently? Are you... Heading off and making mischief somewhere else. If I can push the roll by actually going back to the door and like trying to listen at the door for the conversation, if Nurse Hargast isn't around anywhere. <laughs> yeah, she's gone back into her office. Yeah. If you'll allow me to push this, I will. <laughs> yeah. And I did fail. I did fail that. Should I push it as well and do the same thing just to make it doubly horrendous when we both fail horribly? No. We are all in this together. <laughs> no? Uh, no. It's, it's a guaranteed failed push, Scott. I'm just saying. 
As you're listening to the door, Nurse Hargast comes out of her office and sees you <laughs> standing there and says, What is it, Bennett? What are you doing? That's private. I. It's only just that because Moira was first, we're still out here dealing with our own feelings, and I was wondering if perhaps some of the advice that Dr. Cave was giving to her could be relevant to us as well. Y yes. <sighs> That's nonsense, she says. She stops for a moment, though. Do, do you hear that? What? He hear what? I, I can't... But she opens up the door and goes in. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, Moira, I'm so sorry. What have <laughs> I done? Hear what? Hear, what's everyone hearing? And then a moment later, you just hear Miss Hargas going, Oh, my God! <laughs> I'm a murderer. Oh, Mary's running in. Ruth is also running in and she will close the office door behind her. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can see where this is going. In there, you can see Miss Hargast has run into the surgery. The surgery door is open. There's also another open door within the surgery that leads into darkness. And there on the ground with a nasty looking wound on his head is Dr. Cave. And she's kneeling over him looking at him in horror. What, what what the devil happened here? Oh, goodness. Ruth is going to <laughs> run over, kneel down next to Nurse Hargast and, and Dr. Cave and just start going into like a mock religious frenzy. <laughs> oh, Lord, save him, Lord, save him. You know, so much pain, so much death today. And just try to get in the way as much as possible and be as much of a, like, a problem for the nurse as possible. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and what is Mary doing? Mary is just trying to kind of assess the situation, like, where's, where's Moira? What's happening? Where? Your assessment is that shit is fucked. Yeah. yeah. And Mary's like, what, what would Mary do? Mary would... Mary would gather knowledge. Um, so she starts kind of looking around and maybe kind of spots some of the notebooks on the desk or like anything around that might have been flipped to or I don't know if Moira dropped something on the floor or something. I'm sure Moira's personal file is just scattered all over the floor like confetti. She takes that in and kind of sees that it's Moira's files, these pages and thinks she, maybe there was something in her file. <laughs> And is kind of looking around for the others. Does she notice Anna's as well and, and anything else that she might be able to have a rifle through? There's that and there's the unmarked one. Mm. I don't want to matter the game too much. But I'm like, I want to know what's in that unmarked notebook. I mean, Mary might have that same impulse, right? Like, very curious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think Mary wants to know secrets. She wants to know, read everything, secret knowledges and whatnot. So I think she's like... That one looks untouched, maybe. The others mm. look a bit more scattered or flicked through. In which case, if you grab up the unmarked one and flick through that, you can see that it does bear an awful lot of similarity to the notebook that Ruth nicked from Evelyn's room. Similar kinds of diagrams and these strange sort of curling doodles. Except they're not doodles, are they? They're definitely diagrams of how wires should go. Evelyn was right. Dr. Cave stole her work. And kind of runs over to Ruth with the book and kind of shows her quickly the notebook. Ruthie's kneeled down next. like she, She's making a scene. You're thrusting this spot between Ruth and Miss Hargast as they're kneeling over the unconscious and groaning form of Dr. Cave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Completely normal priorities. We'll leave that tableau there and cut back to Mora <laughs> as she heads down into darkness. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.